but this morning I want to preach out of Romans 10. I, I just feel like this would be the message for the hour. I prayed about it all week, or most of the week. Uh, to be honest with you, I think as I was studying for Wednesday night, uh, this message come to us. And so I've just kind of jotted some things down. I'll ask you to stand this morning, if you would, while we uh, read God's Word. We're going to reverence it. And I told, I told Brother Mitchell when we come up here on the stage, I said, I'm going to have to preach fast. I'm already hungry. <laughs> and uh, so, uh, <laughs> Brother Marvin got to talking about all that food in Sunday school and then went and got me hungry. And uh, so... Uh, but uh, I don't know what we'll do. I guess I'll be hungry is all I know, uh, but we'll preach. But we want God to do something for us this morning. And uh, Brother Marvin said something in Sunday school that struck a chord with me. Uh, as preachers and Sunday school teachers, uh, if it don't make a difference in our life first, then why would we think it's going to make a difference in yours? And I thought, boy, how true that really is. And uh, when I read this, it certainly does make a difference. Uh, But let's look in Romans chapter 10 and begin to read in verse 1. And the Bible said, Brethren, my heart's desire and prayer to God for Israel is that they might be saved. For I bear them record that they have a zeal of God, but not according to knowledge. For they, being ignorant of God's righteousness and going about to establish their own righteousness, have not submitted themselves unto the righteousness of God. For Christ is the end of the law for righteousness to everyone that believeth. For Moses describeth the righteousness which is of the law, that the man which doeth those things shall live by them. But the righteousness which is of faith speaketh on this wise, Say not in thine heart who shall ascend unto heaven, or into heaven, and that is to bring Christ down from above. Or who shall descend into into the deep, and that is to bring up Christ again from the dead. But what saith it? The word is nigh thee, even in thy mouth and in thy heart. That is the word of faith which we preach. That thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. For the scripture saith, Whosoever believeth on him shall not be ashamed. For there is no difference between the Jew and the Greek, for the same Lord over all is rich unto all that call upon Him. What a wonderful verse. Amen. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. How then shall they call on Him in whom they've not believed? And how shall they believe in Him on whom they've not heard? And how shall they hear without a preacher? And how shall they preach except they be sinned? As it is written, How beautiful are the feet of them that preach the gospel of peace. And bring glad tidings of good things. But they have not all obeyed the gospel. For Isaiah saith, Lord, who hath believed our report? So then faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. You can be seated this morning. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we come to you again. We uh, thank you for just a wonderful day that you've given us. Thank you for this good Father's Day. And we're going to celebrate uh, our fathers here in just a little bit. Uh, but Lord, for just a little while, I pray that our mind and our heart uh, would be focused upon your word uh, and upon this message. I pray that you'd touch us and anoint us afresh. I pray, Lord, that you'd give us all help. And Lord, I certainly need help preaching this morning. 
And God, we pray that you'd hinder Satan and keep him far from this service. And Lord, that we can leave out of here better and different than what we come in here. And Lord, if there's one lost, save them. If there's somebody that has a need, I pray that need would be met this morning. And we'll tell you again that we love you and thank you for Calvary. Thank you for the choir singing and the special singing that our sins are gone. And I thank you for that because of your grace. Lord, again, I ask you to save that sinner's nearest tale for all these things in Jesus' name. We do ask and do pray. Amen and amen. As the Apostle Paul starts out this chapter in Romans chapter 10, uh, he begins to tell his desire uh, and that for Israel. And that one desire was that they might be saved. Think about the Apostle Paul was he was the apostle to the Gentiles, but yet he never gave up uh, uh, on Israel. Even though he realized that Israel had been blinded, he realized that God had cut Israel off. Read Romans chapter 11. He lays every bit of that out there about what God had done to them so that the Gentiles might be brought in. But yet his very heart's desire is that Israel might be saved. Uh, Even when we don't think God can and God will save somebody, our desire should be for them to get saved. Amen. If you study the Apostle Paul's life, you'll find that uh, he would even go to the synagogues and he would preach uh, Christ to them so that they might get saved. I'm glad today that it does not matter whether we're Jew or Gentile. uh, uh, It just matters whether you're saved or not. Uh, You can go over to the book of Ephesians chapter 2 and you'll find out that it talks about over there uh, that he hath made for he is our peace uh, who hath made both one and hath broken down the middle wall of partition between us. Who is both one? That's the Jew uh, and the Gentile. He has put us together uh, and the Bible said in the next verse uh, uh, for the making himself of twain uh, one new man so making peace. Uh, uh, And so it was by God wonderful grace uh, uh, that me and you uh, uh, could get saved. But notice here we look in the next verses that he talks about uh, that they had a zeal of God but not according to knowledge uh, uh, and they were ignorant of God's righteousness uh, but wanted to establish their righteousness according to verse 4 and that by the law. uh, uh, Listen, the law, good works uh, cannot save you. Being a good person uh, uh, cannot save you. Being a good person uh, will not get you into heaven. Were you saying I can be bad? I'm telling you this morning without the blood of Jesus Christ uh, and that applied to your heart, uh, you cannot get to heaven. Amen. Uh, uh, It is impossible uh, uh, to get there. Uh, We go back to Romans chapter 3 and look in verse 19. uh, And the Bible said, Now we know that what things soever the law saith, it said to them uh, who are under the law, that every mouth may be stopped and all the world may become guilty uh, before God. Uh, uh, The law said, uh, You're guilty of being a sinner. The law said, I was guilty of being a sinner. Uh, that's what the law done. I, I remember the message that Brother Roloff preached on Dr. Law and Dr. Grace and all that Dr. Law could tell you uh, was you had a problem. That's all it could tell you and all it could show you, but it could never tell you how to fix yourself. 
You look in verse 20, Therefore by the deeds of the law there shall no flesh be justified in his sight. For by the law is the knowledge of sin. But now the righteousness of God without the law is manifested being witnessed by the law and the prophets even the righteousness of God which is by faith of Jesus Christ unto all and upon all them that believe. For there is no difference. Uh, you believe and that's how you get saved. Uh, uh, thank God for that. We'll come and deal with that in a minute. Uh, uh, but they were trying to establish their own righteousness. How are you righteous today? How are you righteous? I'm righteous uh, in the Lord Jesus Christ. And I hope uh, that you know that. And the Apostle Paul said right here, even Moses described the law, uh, the righteous which is of the law, that the man which doeth those things shall live by them. If you're going to be saved by the law, then you have to keep the law, you have to do the law. Uh, listen, and James said, for whosoever shall keep the whole law and yet offend in one point, he is guilty of all. You mess up one time, you're guilty of it all. So do you want that kind of salvation? I do not want that kind of salvation. I do not have that kind of salvation. And I do not want that kind of salvation that people's got that they're hoping when they stand before a just and a holy God that their good works outweigh their bad. I know how mine would weigh out. But you look in verse 6, 7, and 8. He says, it's the word that's nigh unto thee. It's the word that he's preaching and that he's telling them right here. He said, here's the word that thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead. Thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. He talks about in the next verses needing a preacher so that folk can hear and so that folk can believe. But notice right here as he uh, talks about this message uh, he says, that Thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. And so for just a little bit, I, 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 I want to preach on I, just a very simple thought I, uh, on what does it mean to be saved? What does that really mean? And I, and I would look across the crowd, and I, I don't know how many saved and ain't. I, uh, I, I know I'm saved and I hope uh, that you are but there's a lot of people depending on a lot of things uh, uh, to get them to heaven and not the right thing. Uh, and so I, I'm going to tell you this morning the, the salvation message uh, uh, is very easy and very simple. It's just so hard for some people to grasp uh, uh, that God would, would be willing to send His Son uh, uh, to die for us and all we have to do is believe in Him uh, and trust Him. Really, preacher, is that all it takes to get saved? Yes, it is. And so I hope you know that. Uh, can I tell you this morning before I get started, it's God's will for you to get saved. He wants you to get saved. For this is good and acceptable in the sight of God our Savior who will, all, who will have all men uh, uh, to be saved and come to the knowledge of the truth. 2 Peter 3 and 9 For the Lord is not slack concerning His promises some men uh, count slackness but His own suffering to us for not willing that any should perish but that all should come to repentance. He wants everybody to be saved. I have no doubt of that. He sent His darling Son uh, she sung about it this morning standing right here. Uh, he ransomed uh, me. He paid uh, for me and paid for you. You're already paid for this morning. And all you have to do 
is trust Him. But what does it mean? Four things I believe this morning. And uh, we'll go find some chicken, okay? Uh, listen, number one, what does it mean to be saved? Uh, it means you got lost. There had to be a day that you got lost. Uh, listen, I, I, I'm glad the day that I, that I quit depending on church membership uh, uh, and water baptism uh, and all that, I got lost uh, uh, in my sin. Uh, listen, the, the, the greatest day for you uh, is when you see yourself as a sinner and realize that Jesus will save you and you come to Him, but you'll never come to Him uh, until you get lost. Uh, folk, folk uh, uh, they, they think they're good or that uh, they can be found in their own righteousness, but you have to understand that in comparison to Jesus Christ, uh, uh, friend, that you're sorry and low down and hell deserving uh, and headed there if you... Uh, don't get saved. Amen. Second Corinthians chapter 4 said, But if our gospel be hid, it is hid to them that are lost, in whom the God of this world hath blinded the minds of them which believe not, lest the light of the glorious gospel of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine unto them. Hey, I'm glad there was a day that the light got turned on in my life. That I realized, I remember sitting on the back pew of that Baptist church and realizing that I was lost without God and needed Him. Amen. I've told you this a million times. I'll tell you a million and one. I, I do not remember what the preacher preached that night. I didn't go to church to get saved that night. I, I don't know. I don't know. I, I just don't know. But I do know this. I, that when that invitation was given, God was dealing with my heart. I did not go looking for him, but boy, he sure enough found me. Amen. Some of you just come in here looking for him this morning, and I hope you found him. Amen. I really do. I, I remember the story of my next door neighbor. Uh, listen, uh, 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 Junior, uh, uh, Junior, just uh, he had been a drunk for years, and I uh, quit drinking, but he never got saved. Uh, and his sister-in-law. Loved her to death. And his sister-in-law, uh, when she'd see me, she'd say, "You've been praying for Junior." And, and I'd say, uh, no. Or if I had been, I'd say, yeah. Let's not lie about it. Amen. If you ain't praying about it, you might as well say no, because God knows. Sometimes I'd have to head my, hang my head in shame. But his sister-in-law, she'd say, you know, I've been praying for Junior for 25 years to get saved. 25 years, that's a long time. And I'd see her again, and she'd say, you've been praying for Junior? She'd say, I've been praying for Junior for 30 years. And she said, I've been praying for Junior for 35 years. She got to praying for Junior for 39 years. I remember that. And, and I'm talking about coming to God and wanting something. And old Junior got to go into church. Don't know why he got to go into church. Reckon he's looking for something. Now Junior got to go into church. And they said by that third week that he got to go into church, that his back, that his back never hit the back of the pew. That he sat forward the whole time through the service and was waiting on the invitation to be given to go get saved. Did not knowing that he could have got saved ahead of time. Do you know that you can get saved before the invitation's given? We've had folk get saved on the front porch. We've had folk get saved after church and all in between. I remember one lady coming and got saved right in the middle while I was preaching one time. Amen. You don't have to wait for the invitation when God's given the invitation. And so old Junior got saved. He come looking for something. But you know, the, and you know, we got a phone call one day. One, one, one of my old friends that had grown up out there in the community where we live. 
uh, he called me and he said, and it hadn't been long after Junior got saved. He called me and he said, do you know that Junior passed away? He said, Junior passed away in the middle of the night. I believe he had a heart attack. And I remember I called my father-in-law that afternoon. I said, hey, let's go over and see the family. And he's kind enough to come over and visit. We went over and just seen the family for just a few minutes. But boy, I'm so glad I know that he got saved. Ain't that good? You say she prayed for, she did pray for 39 years. And you know what happened? God heard her prayers all that time, but there come a day that old Junior got lost and he got saved. And that's what happened to me, friend, is I had to get lost. I had to see myself in that situation. I thought about the Philippian jailer uh, in Acts chapter 16. He had heard Paul and Silas down there in the prison and they were singing and praying. And boy, around midnight, or at midnight, the Bible said that God shook that prison and the doors come swinging open. And that jailer awoke out of his sleep and thought that they had escaped. He drew out his sword and was fixing to fall on his sword and kill himself because he had let all the prisoners escape. And the apostle Paul cried out and said, Do thyself no harm, for we are all here. Boy, you're talking about a man that just had his life spared. He was just a breath away from dying and going to hell. He was fixing uh, to kill himself and die and go to hell. Uh, uh, And because of God's infinite mercy uh, and the mercy that the apostle Paul had, he cried out and said, Do thyself no harm, we're all here. That old boy took a light and sprang in the Bible, said, and fell down and said, What must I do to be saved? You know what happened to him? He got lost. He got lost. I don't know exactly what was going on that night right there. And I'll tell you why. Because he was asleep when all that happened. I don't know at what point God dealt with his life and dealt with him about salvation. But I do know that he got lost. When did you get lost? When did you realize you needed to get saved by the mercy of the grace of God? When did you realize that? Young or old, did you ever come to that place knowing that you needed to trust God? The problem with the Jew here is he just wouldn't get lost. You know the problem we've got with people sitting in Baptist churches, they just won't get lost. I'm not trying to talk you out of your salvation. You know how I feel about that. I'm not wanting to recap you in any of that stuff. I'm just wanting you to know that if you're sitting in here, that you're saved. I want you to have that assurance because boy, it makes for a good life. But he got lost. He seen himself as a sinner. You know, what does it mean to get saved? It means I got lost. And in getting lost, I got sorry for my sin. I got sorry for being a sinner. I wasn't, I, 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 I didn't, I, let me say, I can say this. Uh, there wasn't any good in me to fix myself. And so you know what that means I had to do? That means that I was going to have to come to somebody that was holding no sins against me. And he was holding the very sin of just being born into this life and being found a sinner against me. That's what he was, the sin of unbelief. I just wouldn't trust him and believe him. And I would not repent of my sin. And I'm going to be honest with you, as Baptist preachers, we make belief and repentance too hard sometimes for people. I can tell you this, that if you get sorry for being a sinner, and I mean sorry for being lost, that you realize God's against you, 
and you turn from where you are and you come to God and want to get saved, I believe He'll save you. The Bible said in Acts 20, testifying both to the Jews and also to the Greeks, repentance toward God and faith toward our Lord Jesus Christ. You come sorry to God for being a sinner uh, and you turn from what you're doing and you turn to Christ Jesus the Lord uh, and, and trust Him and He'll save you. That brings me to point number two on what does it mean to be saved. Not only did you get lost, but there had to come a place where you trusted Him that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised Him from the dead. That's the gospel, by the way. The death, the burial, and the resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ. Is that not what the Apostle Paul said in 1 Corinthians chapter 15? Uh, Can I ask y'all something? How many of y'all remember doing that? How many of y'all remember getting saved? We, we, we tend to forget that sometimes. We t- I, was, I was at the nursing home Friday and, and I was coming through shaking hands and, and uh, with them uh, uh, older ladies. I won't call them old, I'll call them older than me. How's that? And, and I come through here and I'd shake one or two hands and, 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 and I come to this lady right here and you know what she done? She started telling me about getting saved at a tent revival. Yeah. Amen. She knew something changed in her heart and in her life at that tent revival. I'm telling you, it's good. I'm glad that I've got a time that I can look back on that I trusted Him. Now, can I go ahead and put this in here and say this? Even if you get to the place where you can't remember, God still remembers. And that's what matters. But notice in 1 Corinthians chapter 15, I'll read it. Moreover, brethren... I declare unto you the gospel which I preached unto you, which also ye have received, and wherein ye stand, by which also ye are saved, if ye keep in memory that I preached unto what I preached unto you, unless ye have believed in vain. For I delivered unto you, first of all, that which I also received. You know what Paul said? I'm telling you what I believed to get saved. He said, How that Christ died for our sins according to the Scripture, and that He was buried, and that He rose again the third day according to the Scripture. You believe that in your heart? And, and you ask Jesus to save you. Well, where does it say? You got Romans chapter 10 and verse 13. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Uh, uh, what was it that they told that Philippian jailer over there? Uh, what must I do to be saved? Huh? Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and thou shalt be saved and thine house. He said, And they spake unto him the word of the Lord and to all that were in his house. And he took them the same hour of the night. I'm going to come back to this in a minute. And washed their stripes and was baptized, he and all his straightway. And when he had brought them into his house, he set meat before them and rejoiced, believing in God with all his house. That old Philippian jailer, you know what he done? He got lost, but he believed God. He just kind of, he asked God to save him. I, 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 you know, I, I talked about this the other day. When, when I got saved, I did not know a whole lot. I didn't know anything, okay? Let, let me just say this. I knew that Jesus died for me and rose again. I knew that. That's the gospel. But I did not know anything about justification of faith. I, I, did, I, I did not know a whole lot about justification, you know, uh, the, the doctrine of repentance. I, I'm just being honest. You know, we, we want these little ones to get saved around here. How much do we expect them to know when they get saved? 
You understand? We, we want to make theologians out of everybody a lot of times before they get saved. You've got to do this, 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 and this and understand this, 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 and this. No, you've got to realize you're lost. Jesus died for you, rose again for you, and He'll save you if you'll come to Him. He'll do that. That's what you've got to understand this morning. Well, preacher, you believe in easy believing. No, easy believism is this. I, I repeat after me, one, two, and three, I, I, and you'll be saved. That's easy believism. Without God knocking on your heart, you cannot be saved. But you know, even conviction works in different ways. I believe that when a person wants to come to Christ and they get led to Christ. Listen, He, he, he convicts, he, he deals with hearts, He, uh, he, he moves in people's hearts. Uh, we, we all have different convictions sometimes, uh, uh, but it's still the same way. you still got to come the same way. But the gospel, I'm getting sidetracked. The gospel... So death or burial and the resurrection. You have to believe in Him. You have to confess Him. You have to confess that you're lost. You have to confess uh, that you need to be saved. You look in Romans. Go back to the text scripture. I had a Bible marker for everything. Oh, there it is. I did have a Bible marker there too. He said, If thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus and shalt believe in thine heart, that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. There's a lot of people know up here. They've heard it all their life like I did. But there was a day I had to believe in my heart. I just had to come Him and trust Him. Had to confess Him. What does it mean to be saved? It means you believe Him and trust in Him. And that from a child thou hast known the Holy Scriptures. Here's what Paul's telling Timothy. Which are able to make thee wise unto salvation through faith which is in Christ Jesus. What's your hope in today? I'll I'll be honest with you. My hope rests in the very fact of the Word of God, that what it said was true. What do you mean? Well, it said if I would come and ask Him, He would save me. That's where my hope lies. My hope lies in... Uh, it, it, it don't listen. My, my hope lies not in anything good that I've done, but in all the good that He's done. And then I see myself a sinner. I come and repented and trusted Him. I, and by the way, when I got saved, there was a change made. Repentance does bring a change, by the way. Therefore, if any man, shall be, therefore, if any man is in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. So that means that you got lost and then you got saved. You trusted and believed by faith. I wish that I could tell you an easier way to believe by faith, but how much easier do you want? How much easier can it be? Do you believe that Jesus died for you? Do you believe that Jesus rose again for you? What was it? It said over there that He was delivered for our offenses, yet raised again for our justification. He died for my sins, but rose again so that I could get saved. That's what He done. How much easier do you want it today? A lot of people say, well, if I could just live by my goodness, your goodness would not be good enough. That's what the Jews were trying to do. Don't try that anymore. The Bible said in 1 Peter 1, Brother Marvin quoted it in Sunday school, being born again, not of corruptible seed, but of incorruptible by the Word of God, which liveth and abideth forever. What He's told us. We do it by faith, believing in Christ Jesus. For by grace are you saved through faith, and that not of yourselves, it is the gift of God. Not of works, lest any man should boast. What does it mean to be saved? You got lost, and then you trusted Christ. What does it mean to be saved? Number three, it means when you got saved, you have somebody with you. 
Amen. See, they, there's, a lot, they, there's a lot of folk in the world needing some help and they want somebody to help them and be with them. Now, I'm, I'm going to be honest with you. Since I've got saved, I have, I have been lonely. But I have never been alone. Do you understand that this morning? After I got saved, I've never been alone. Again, we sing that old song out of the Redback book. I, I, sometimes I have uh, somebody with me. Uh, when I got saved, Christ Jesus came and set up residence on the inside. I'm talking about what does it mean to be saved. It means now. It means now you have got saved uh, uh, and He has made His abode uh, on the inside. John chapter 15, he says, abide in me and I'll abide in you. Listen, he is abode in me ever since I got saved. His Holy Spirit come and sealed me and set up residence. John 14 and 18, he said, I will not leave you comfortless. I will come to you. He's always with me wherever I travel. Never alone. I talk to him all the time. Ecclesiastes 4 talks about two's better than one. Man, he's just been sometimes, he's been sometimes I'd have never made it had it not been for him. Had some bad days, low days, depressing days, discouraging days. But boy, because of him. You know what he done? He said, well, he made the day better. No, he just showed me that. Well, sometimes. Let me stop right there. Sometimes he made the day better. You know what else he done? He just showed me sometimes that uh, tomorrow's coming. And it might be better tomorrow than it was today. He showed me that in this life, you know, man is born a woman's a few days and full of trouble. Yeah, we're going to have problems and we're going to have sorrows, but it's him that gets us through it. I, I, I remember, I remember when Miss Linda's uh, sister passed away, and uh, Miss Lois. And I remember when Miss Judy called me to preach that funeral. I mean, man, within about five or ten seconds. At Scripture, uh, the peace of God that passeth all understanding come to my heart and my mind. There's something that, that God does for His people and for His children that in hard times and sorrowful times uh, that, that there's a peace that passes all understanding. There's a peace that, uh, friend, that only can abide in our heart, that only He can give us. Uh, uh, friend, that His presence, you know what He told him in the book of Exodus? He said, my presence shall go with thee, uh, and I'll give thee rest. He travels everywhere we go. And He gives peace and comfort in a time when we need it. I thought about this, that in the very fact that He's with us, uh, He hears us. Can, I, I th- as I studied this, I... I thought about, uh, I, I want to ask you this. Let me ask you this question. Has there ever been a time, now listen to me and think back. Has there ever been a time that you needed God to hear your prayer? I'm talking about needed. I, I'm not talking about hoping that he heard it or wish that he heard it. <laughs> but you needed God to hear your prayer. I can tell you if you're saved, and I'm so glad that He hears our prayers. As He travels with us, and sometimes I feel like I need to shout to heaven, but you know I don't have to. He can hear us. Psalm 34, David put it like this. 
This poor man cried and the Lord heard him and saved him out of all of his troubles. Is that how you see yourself sometimes? I kind of like David. Just this poor, I said, my poor old self. Lord, if you don't help right here, we're we really going we really to be in trouble right here if you don't do something. You know, in, in the book of 2 Timothy chapter 2, or 2 Timothy 4, excuse me, he stood with the Apostle Paul when nobody else would stand with him. You know when nobody else is around and nobody else is with you, God will still stand with you. He'll be with you when nobody else will be with you and send you help. What does it mean to be saved? There's somebody traveling with you. Some of y'all in here know what I'm talking about. Some of you in here ain't got a clue. And some of you you're saved and you're still wondering what I'm talking about. You've not matured in Christ and realized that He's making that trip with you. He wants to hear from you and wants to talk to you. What does it mean to be saved? It means you got lost. It means you believe and that you trusted. And then you got a friend that sticketh closer than a brother. Number four, it means you've got a home in heaven. Man, I'm telling you so much that when somebody leaves out of here that are saved, and they and listen, and we're saved and they're saved, we, we ought to be, I know we're saved. And I know we're sorrowful. I understand that. I, I, I know that. I, I was thinking coming to church about this point right here about heaven. And, and, and I've watched over the, over the years, over these funerals I've preached, I've, I've watched people lean over in that casket and kiss their loved one goodbye or pat them on the hand or reach up and pat them on the face or kiss them on the forehead. And, and they tell them. I remember one old boy reached over to his daddy and kissed him on the cheek. And told him, I'll see you later. Mm. Boy, I'm telling you to know that we've got a home uh, uh, over on the other side that this uh, uh, ain't it. Now let me tell you, if, 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 if you're lost, you're a hell-deserving and a hell-bound sinner, and that's going to be your home if you die in that condition. But if you're saved, heaven is waiting on you. To be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord uh, and He is at the right hand of the Father which is in heaven. Where else are you going to go? You don't go back to the ground, not your soul. What was it that He said in John 14? He said, let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you, I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself, that where I am, there you may be also. Well, he said, when, when you leave out of here, you come and be with me. And whether I go, you know, and the way, you know, and Thomas, I, listen, old Alton Thomas, old Alton Thomas, I live up to my name sometimes. See, some of of y'all don't know what my first name is. Well, you should know now. It's Thomas. But my daddy was also Thomas, so they called me Mark. That's my middle name. And under under normal circumstances, that's okay. But, man, I'm telling you, it gets kind of confusing sometimes being called by your middle name. But old Alton Thomas right here, you know what he said? He said, Lord, we know not whither thou goest, and how can we know the way... But can I ask you this? Had Thomas never asked that question, we'd have never got the next verse, I don't think. Jesus saith unto him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. 
So we find that he's the way to heaven. He's the way to God. There's a place made for me and you. He said, let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. He said, I'll go to prepare a place for you. So heaven's prepared for us. Hell's prepared for the devil and his angels. And if you go there, you'll go there. When it's something wasn't prepared for you. But heaven's prepared for us. Revelation 21 says, And there shall in no wise enter into anything, in, 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 into it anything that defileth, neither whatsoever worketh abomination or maketh a lie, but they which are written in the Lamb's book of life. That tickles me. I'll no longer have to deal with sin. You know why? Can I say this? I didn't talk about this a few minutes ago. When, when I got saved, my sin got forgiven. Colossians 1 talks about that. Ephesians talks about that. How that uh, with his blood he forgave my sin. You know, unto him that loved us and washed us from our sins in his own blood. Man alive. Ain't that wonderful? I, I like to think about heaven. Don't you want to go? Don't you want to go to heaven? Ain't you glad? You see, you've got to be careful with that question. Especially with these little ones around here. And you ask that question, say, don't you want to go to heaven? All you've got to do is come and ask Jesus to save you. And I understand that. But I want to make sure that God is dealing with their heart. And can I say this to mom and dads this morning? Listen, you, if you ain't careful, if you ain't careful, you'll get them to make a profession before they're ready. Let, let, I, I ain't saying stop them if they want to. I ain't, I ain't saying if they want to get saved, don't slow them down, don't stop them. Come to the altar with them. Amen. Lead them to Christ at home if that's what's needed. I think that's a great thing. I think you moms and dads will be able to lead your children to Christ. I do. Now, I'll be happy to show up at your house. I've done that. I've had mom and daddies call me at the night time and go and pray with their children. But you shouldn't need that. You should be able to lead your children to Christ. But don't slow them down. But also... Uh, don't don't pick them green either. You say, that's a fine line. Yes, it is. You just let God deal with their heart and answer their questions and encourage them to listen to that voice. Listen to that voice. Because there's going to be a voice one day just like it did for you that's going to knock on your heart. What do he say? Behold, I stand at the door and knock. And if any man will hear my voice and will open the door, he said, I'll come in and sup with him and he with me. When that feller at the, that was on the other cross with Jesus, there's two malefactors over there. One of them got saved. And this is where I gather up that I don't, I don't think you have to know a whole lot about getting saved to get saved. You know, he asked Jesus, he said, Remember me when thou comest into thy kingdom. He knew who Jesus was. He knew. He railed on him at first, but somewhere in his heart, God dealt with him. And I really believe that story is in the Bible to help us with some things. He was not baptized. He did not join the local independent fundamental Baptist church. He didn't have time to go witness. He did not have time to do good works. But yet Jesus, I believe that he turned to him and said, Today thou shalt be with me in paradise. He was going where Jesus was going. And I know the doctrine of paradise and all that, but that, that don't matter this morning. Not right now. What, what the deal was there was he turned to Christ. 
One of my good preacher friends, God had been dealing with him about being saved and being saved when he was a young man. And he said, I've been raised in so many different denominations. I'd heard so much about being saved. And he said, finally at 5 o'clock in the morning, I seen what Matthew chapter 11 said when Jesus said, Come unto me all you that labor and are heavy laden, and I'll give you rest. And he said, You know what I did? I just come to Jesus. That's all it takes. But we get a home in heaven. That's such a wonderful thing. Can I ask you this morning, do you know what it means to be saved? Do you know what it means to ever be lost? You may be lost right now, never having trusted Jesus Christ. You can come and get saved this morning. Let's bow our heads if we would.